Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. This is episode 149. My name is Jeff. Thanks for joining us this week on the show with me. My wonderful, lovely guy in orange. Lovely. DW, is that you? I, I hardly could see you from eight miles away. Lovely. I, I hope you're colorblind. You know, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> orange is a lovely color I, on you. Just for the record, I have not been called lovely really often in my life. No? No. In fact, I'm trying to remember the last time somebody <laughs> called me lovely. I, I don't think it's happened. You might be the first guy. It's all right, though. I like your unique. Well, uh, yeah, this show is all about a show first, I would say. Yeah. First time for everything. Yeah, well, you're precious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I'm lovely, you're precious. I don't know what it totally means, but yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. Does it need to mean anything in our day and age? I mean, you just say whatever you want. What does it mean anyway? Yeah. But anyway, you do look lovely in orange. Thank you. Are you ready for deer season? Am I ready for... Hunting? Like deer? Yeah. Do you hunt? No. Why not? I wanted to. I moved up here. I grew up in Chicago, and they didn't hunt deer down there. They hunted other things. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and while I moved up here, and my first year here... We were just trying to get the ministry going, and I really didn't make very much money. And, and I did get a 30-odd six to, to hunt with. I went to buy bullets for that 30-odd six so I could sight it in. They were 50 cents a piece, the bullets. Wow. I could not afford them to sight the gun in. And so I just skipped hunting that year, and I never had hunted before anyway. So I didn't know what I was going to do. I was going to have a gun out there and start walking through the woods looking for deer. Hmm. I had no strategy or anything. And so I, I couldn't get the gun going that year, and I just put it away. And I ended up trading the gun for a twenty two, and I just never got to it. And now, do you know something? Just between you and me, Jeff, because nobody's listening, right. my dear wife has hidden my twenty two. I don't even know where it is. Wow. I'm a gunless man. You know, I always thought spouses weren't supposed to have secrets from their spouse. She has a secret. So on the air here, I'm calling on her to release this secret. Tell me where my gun is. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> well, it is opening weekend of hunting. So if you're a hunter out there, glad that you've picked up the show where you're at. And uh, we're going to have a fun conversation tonight about Thanksgiving and just this whole week. There's a lot of things that when you watch the news, you watch social media. We talked about it last week. There's a lot of things that can steal your joy. And, uh, and Dave, I think there's nothing more appropriate than to really get to the bottom of what really Thanksgiving is all about how to have this attitude of thankfulness this week, because I, I can assure you this week will probably be one of the least thankful weeks for a lot of people. Yes, it will. You know, we need to be able to focus on the things that we should focus on because sometimes everything in life gets eclipsed by the hard times and the hard things. Hmm. But if you would just move those to the side a little bit, there's a great moon behind it or something. You know I mean? It's, it's really beautiful behind it, but you got to move them a little bit. 
and maybe during this program we can we can help you understand how to move some of those things. I don't think you'll get rid of them, but but how to move them aside a little bit so that you can begin to enjoy what's behind them. And and, and I would start before we get going here by getting people to realize this: since relationships are the most important thing in the universe, our relationship with God, our relationship with each other, they are also the things that cause us the greatest pain, the things that bring you the greatest joy bring you the greatest pain. And you can't really separate those very easily. And we'll talk more about that. But you need to have a proper mind frame so that you're okay through the process. That is so true. There's a lot that goes into this whole attitude of thankfulness because I can guarantee you if there's something to be frustrated about or something that will steal your joy, it's going to come at you this week. I can assure you that. That's one of the things that I've found through the years that this whole week of Thanksgiving it's really easy to lose that sense of really why I'm thankful because there's so much stuff that comes in that it could be in-laws, it could be family, it could just be social gatherings that you're not a social kind of a person, but now you're in an environment where it's like, yeah, here you are. And uh, and so we're going to talk about this tonight on the show. We want you to be part of the conversation with us. Join us tonight on the tweet back. Hang out with us on Twitter. Just use the hashtag HNRTB and share your thoughts what makes you thankful? What are you thankful for? How are you going to spend Thanksgiving? We'd love to hear from you tonight here on HopeNet Radio. Join us, and this conversation is just getting started here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Your support during Q-Drive makes these conversations possible. We couldn't do it without you. To make a pledge, go to q90fm.com slash pledge. And we look forward to more great conversations in 2017. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Chat with our live coaches anytime at HopeNet360.com. Sometimes these holidays can be, I find, Dave, this time of year is difficult for a lot of people for a variety of reasons. Some of it is past relationships. Some of it is loss of uh, various things in their life. And so if you got something where you just feel like you're anxious about something or you're just you're maybe dealing with some grief, a live coach is a perfect person to go and just chat with, have a time to just share what's in your heart and to not to not think that you're alone, to not stay in that that trap of feeling like you're isolated, that nobody understands what you're going through. I can guarantee you someone has gone through maybe not the exact situation that you're facing, but that has gone through some difficult times. And Dave, Thanksgiving this week, I think it's important that as as we're here having a conversation, we can't mistake you know the time of year that we're in this whole Thanksgiving week. Thankfulness isn't a natural attitude that we have, is it? No. And in fact, do you, you realize, I mean, just in our culture, all of the media seems to want to rip away our happiness. Oh, for sure. It's designed to make us feel not contented with where we're at to feel like we would be contented if we had... Do you ever see those advertisements where somebody parked a Lexus in their in their driveway for Christmas and put a bow on it? I think that one started like right after the election. Yeah, you know you know how interesting that is to me? It's like, no kidding. Right. Who's going to drive? <laughs> now, all right, somebody's listening to us like a Green Bay Packer has the money to do that, but to me, that's just not real. First of all, I would not buy a car for my wife and surprise her with it. She'd hit me with her purse. I mean, it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? We wouldn't spend that kind of money without talking about it. It yeah. wouldn't be a surprise. Well, I don't I don't think at this point she would ever think that you bought that. No, that's true, too. Right? I, I think she would think somebody probably just was looking for someone to give it away to, and that's how you want it. Like, I don't think she'd think you'd ever buy 
An expensive car. All right. Well, well you put your ears on hold because I'm going to tell our listeners, if you're in that category and you want to buy Jeff a Lexus with a bow on it, just leave it in his driveway. And 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 Jeff, take a picture of it because I'd like to see it if they do that. That'd be pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, a Lexus or a minivan. I mean, that. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the phase of life I'm in currently. Yeah, forget the Lexus. How about a minivan? That's That works better. <laughs> you, you know what's interesting, though, is, is that any advertisements, there, there's so much of our life that is surrounded by the pretend world. When you're watching hours and hours of television, that's all pretend. When you're watching hours and hours of news media, honestly, you don't know where they're getting that news from. And, and it twists and it turns, and you're, you're not 100% sure whether it's even accurate. So, so you're, you're not really sure of the news being accurate. In fact, I'll tell you one instance. I, I was watching, it was actually, uh, I won't tell you, a major news carrier came on, and they basically said that uh, President-elect Donald Trump wanted his children to have um, s- security clearance. I picked up the USA Today, the top article said, President-elect Trump never authorized or asked for his children to have security clearance. And I thought, all right, I don't know who to believe. And so once you surround yourself with all this pretend and people trying to manipulate and that kind of thing, you don't know what to believe. And eventually you become skeptical about everything. Mm. And not only that, all the advertisements on television and all the advertisements that we see on printed page are, are designed to make us feel malcontented with our lives. And the idea that if you bought this, you would no longer be sad about life. And that's what they're trying to portray in some way, shape, or form. There's a hole in your life, and we can fill it with big pens. You know what I mean? Big pens will make it so that everything is great and you just love life. And I'm not endorsing big pens. I'm just, in fact, I've never seen an ad for it, so that's why I threw it that way. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where, where we have to start bringing back into our lives a dose of reality, I think. And reality is not that you're missing out because you do not have a Lexus in your driveway with a bow on it. That, that isn't going to make you miss out on life at all. Yeah. In fact, the things that will make you miss out on life are, are often the lies that you believe about life. Hmm. And you need to settle down, I think, this time of year and start speaking some truth to yourself. If you ever talk to yourself, it's a good time to start opening the Bible and talking truth to yourself and realize a few things. You can start at the beginning and say in the beginning, God. And, and what does that mean? Well, God created and he made us and he loves us. And he actually breathed life into us. Yeah. And when we failed, he sent his son. I start looking at the stuff that we know for sure and being grateful for. In Wisconsin, anyway, one of the reasons that I think a lot of people do go hunting, even though it is to go and, and bag that buck or whatever, but it is that time to slow down. This has been, you know, for a variety of reasons, it's probably been a busy season for you. If you're like me, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of new projects, a lot of new things that are happening in, in your life. And, and the idea of rest becomes less and less a reality for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think this time of year, Dave, you, you touched on this. The idea of rest, where you're actually taking time to quiet your mind, quiet your body, be still. I mean, these are some of those habits that I think as, as we look at our lives and they continually get busier, life doesn't get any more simple. No. Life always gets more complicated the older we get. And, yep. and now for me, I mean, I've got two young boys, so it's like, it's not just me and my wife. It's not, I mean, let alone not, not just me, but it's not just me and my wife. Now it's, it's my kids, you know, my boys, what are their needs? So life continually gets more complicated that the idea of rest, the idea of slowing down, which then, you know, leads to, more dysfunction, less thankfulness because you're not actually taking time to recognize 
you know, the, the real things that we're thankful for. See, I'm thankful that, yes, my kids can do some things in school, but I'm also thankful that I get to be involved in their life. And a lot of days, Dave, trust me, as a parent, I'm not the only one saying this. There are some days where I don't always want to be around my kids. Right. You know, I, I don't mind looking at their projects, that sort of thing. But this whole, like, presence thing and, and thankfulness, yeah, as parents, it's difficult to just be thankful. And for relationships in general, people have a hard time just being thankful for the relationships they have. They do. You know, what? one of the great lies of Satan is, whether it be through media or whatever else, is getting us so busy because we're so afraid of missing out. So, like, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, there's so much going on, and people think, I don't want to miss out, I don't want to miss out, I don't want to miss out. And then what you realize is, actually, when the kids are the age of yours right now, Jeff, it's the simplest time in life. Oh, for sure. Because as they get older, they've got more complicated things they want involved in that period of time. And if they get older and have kids of their own, now you've got families trying to juggle um, two families and trying to figure out where to go. And I mean, it gets really nuts after a while. It's really important to understand that when you start thinking that you're going to miss out and you do things just for that reason, stop. Hmm. Because you're going to miss out on the most important things, and that's being with the people you love the most. Man, I wish I could just put that in a bubble, a thought bubble, and like paste it everywhere in my house because it's it's hard to keep that in mind. It's hard to keep that attitude of just being thankful that I have these moments and to remind myself constantly that, Jeff, you're never going to have this day back again. Jeff, you're never going to have this moment back again. Jeff, you can always work on these projects later, you know? And, and Dave, you mentioned being thankful for pens. I have to say that I'm, I'm probably thankful for pencils because at least they can keep my kids occupied for a, a half an hour of time. But crayons, yeah, yeah, crayons, that sort of thing. These simple things. We have a lot of stuff in our first world country that I want to talk about being thankful for when we come back here on the show. Join us on the tweet back right now. Use that hashtag HNRTB. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Our show notes for tonight's episode are at HopeNet360.com. Jeff, DW, having a conversation about thankfulness, Thanksgiving, stuff you're thankful for. Dave, you said pens. I would say pencils. Number two pencils, I would say I owe a lot of gratitude towards. They help me pass a lot of standardized tests in grade school and high school. Uh, these are things, you know, that I think are often taken for granted. And it's not, I just want to give out, I, I want to give a shout out to number two pencils because they saved me a lot of grief over the years. Yeah, do you realize that those number two pencils didn't just fall out of the sky into your lap? That somebody actually thought about them, made them, manufactured them, and we sold them. I mean, somebody sold them and you bought them. The process is amazing. Yeah. In a, in a first world country, when I got back from Africa, I can remember how difficult it was where in places I was at to eat just to find food. And to get it, I mean, it was a big effort. And so I sat down like the first day when I got back from Africa and I was going to eat oatmeal in my house, Hmm. which I had never gotten in Africa. And I thought, no kidding, how did this oatmeal get here? (laughs) And I began to just think about it. I looked at the package and I thought, well, somebody had to grow it. Somebody had to harvest it. Somebody had to take it and put it in these and squish it or something because it's in, I mean, it's oatmeal and, and make it flat. Then somebody had to design this package and make the package, put it in the package, seal it, send it to a store. Somebody in the store had to put it on a shelf. There had to be a checkout person. 
I mean, do you realize how complicated it is to get oatmeal? I mean, just thinking about this makes me hungry. I know. And, and yeah, how many times do we eat something like oatmeal? Don't even think about it. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. It's just there. So so I'm thinking this Thanksgiving, start thinking about some of the simple things in life that are actually very nice to have that. You know, maybe you won't ever enjoy them unless you go somewhere else and you see what they don't have or how hard it is to, to get food. And, and I remember in Africa, they, they really tried to make us feel welcome. So in there, they don't really have outhouses. All they do is put holes in the ground and you just stand over the hole. Yikes. But because we were coming, they put some walls around it and, and they built like a stool, they said, so that we would have what we're used to in America. And I thought, how interesting. Yeah. They wanted to give me a hot shower. They know that these Americans are nuts about their hot showers. So they had this room, right, with four walls, no ceiling. And they said, just go in there and, and take your clothes off and go in there. So it took my clothes. It is pretty dangerous in Africa take your clothes <laughs> off and go into this room. Right. And so I went into the room, and all of a sudden, there were buckets of scalding water coming over the top oh, no. of the walls. Oh, no. I'm running around the room trying to stay away from the water. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going... Are you happy? Are you happy? Like, yes. Fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Mix that with a little cold water, please. Yeah. You know, you know. I think they just got it right out of the Nile River, and they just heated it up in big pots, and they were throwing it on me. Yeah. And it's amazing. If my water doesn't work at home, it's a crisis. I have to stop everything I'm doing to get that to work. Hmm. It's a different world in the first world country. I tell you things that bother us. I really do want to encourage those that are listening to, to begin to think about the things in life that we really enjoy, that we have forgotten are wonderful to have, this is like the promised land. And for us to think that God does not want us to enjoy things is wrong. He wants us to enjoy the stuff he gives us. What he doesn't want is for us to worship or be controlled by the stuff he gives us. And, and when that happens, you begin to lose the joy of the very stuff that, you, that, that is there. And, you know, but, but God, some people get this wrong, Jeff. I'm amazed at it. They actually think that, you know, we as believers, those that love Jesus, we should be miserable people who do not like pleasure and do not want good things in our life. And that would make us more spiritual or something. That is totally apart from what God has done. I am not preaching a prosperity gospel here, believe me. I'm not saying that I think we should be rich people either. I think that God puts us in places where some of us are poor, some of us are rich. I mean, that's not our business. But, but the truth of the matter is, the things he enjoys, like lately, you know, it's, it's time of the year where you can get pomegranates. I'm enjoying pomegranates. I break them open, I put them in this thing of water, and I break it, get all the seeds out, drain it, and I eat pomegranates with, my, with the seeds with my yogurt, and I'm going, oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, I like that. It's cranberry season. So I go and get cranberries and I grind them up, you know, and I throw those in my yogurt and eat I go, oh, that's good. <laughs> See, and I think that God enjoys the fact that I am enjoying his provision. And, and anyone that thinks that we need to be running around thinking, oh, I'm more spiritual because I don't even enjoy anything in life because it's all bad, we're missing what God wanted us to enjoy. He doesn't want me to be controlled. If I don't have cranberries, he doesn't want me to be controlled by the fact that I don't have them. But if I do have them, he wants me to enjoy them. He made them for me. And that's important for us to gather and begin to understand is that God is a heavenly father who loves us made the world a certain way, wants us to enjoy the world in a certain way. And whenever I say that God wants us to enjoy the world, I immediately have people casting me into the prosperity gospel people. No, I, I think he wants you to enjoy the world the way he made it and with the intentions he made it. 
And the intentions he made it were simple. The most important things in life are the relationship that we could have with him and the relationship we have with each other. In that context, whatever we have together, I would break bread with somebody I love, a piece of bread, and I could be thankful for the bread and, and enjoy the bread. That's what I'm talking about, enjoying. Not saying, oh, I don't have a whole loaf of bread, so I'm not going to be happy. No, I'm content with where I'm at because God can change that right now, and he's the one that gave me what I do have. And Satan is the one that makes me want to look at what I don't have. Yeah. And that's something we have to stop. Yeah, there's so many things that you know I think we both take for granted and we're also thankful for that much of this world, probably 90% of this world, doesn't have in their country. I don't know how far Twizzlers travel, but I do like to have my sweet Twizzlers once in a while. I can throw them about 10 feet. Yeah, yeah, you probably would do that, but I <laughs> enjoy some of those things. Number two, pencils, you know, help me pass tests. Um, I do like pens. You know, I'm not a collector of pens by any means, but... Come on, peanut butter and chocolate. Oh, yeah, you can't go wrong. You got to combine those two. Pretty much. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups fan. You know, you just combine them yourself. I can can share a recipe with our, our friends if you want me to. Really? Take dark chocolate chips. Just put them in a pan and melt them down. Mm -hmm. One whole bag. Put one cup of peanut butter in there. One cup of oats in there. Mix it all together. Put it little dabs on wax paper, put it in the freezer, and you got these little chocolate bites that are out of this world. Oh, man. They're chocolate peanut butter, and the oats give them a little bit more substance. It's absolutely delicious. Try it. Have it at Thanksgiving, and thank the Lord while you're eating it for such great tastes. Even with my lack of culinary skills, I could probably do that. You can, because I do it, and I don't have any skills. My wife is definitely more of the culinary artist than I am, but I think I could probably do that, and I that sounds fantastic. Another thing that sounds fantastic is the story of Moses in Exodus 33. We're going to touch on that in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Join us on the conversation right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Also, live coaches are standing by at HopeNet360.com, so check that out. We'll be back here in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Every teen needs positive interactions every day. It's why many teens visit the online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. Through Groundwire, adults like you volunteer two to four hours per week sharing wisdom and encouragement with young people searching for that one positive voice in a world blaring with negatives. You can be that positive voice. We're adding 20 new coaches to our online coaching team. Learn more at HopeNet360.com slash coach. Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio. And when I'm not doing radio, one of my favorite things to do is teach at the Nicolay Bible Institute. I invite you to check out this one-year Bible and service program at nicolaybibleinstitute.org. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW with you tonight here on the show. And you can be part of the conversation with us. Join us on Twitter right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. If you miss any part of this conversation, you can go back and subscribe to the podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Listen back to it on your favorite podcast app and share these episodes with your friends. We hope that you would do that. And tonight we're talking about 
obviously. It's Thanksgiving week. Can't avoid that. Uh, Dave, I shared that one of the things that I'm thankful for now, two things, including chocolate, but one of the things I'm thankful for is number two pencils. They definitely helped me get through a lot of school and a lot of tests. It's a first world thing. I'll admit that. Uh, what first world things are you thankful for? Scissors. Yes. I, I like scissors. It, it, mainly when I was in, in, you want to know how a, a demented mind I am? Because when I was in, in grade school, I, I grew up in Chicago and they had the desks that were bolted to the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so the people that sat, I mean, your, your desk, the chair in front of you was bolted like to the back of your desk. So that's how close you were. And, and I used to have always girls in front of me with long hair, and they'd put ponytails in their hair, and they would swing their head, and all my papers would go off my desk. Yep. Because their pony... I, I so often wanted to cut their ponytails off. I mean, I just <laughs> had this dream Whoa, of doing that. That's not what scissors are for, Dave. I mean... <laughs> so I'm thankful for scissors. Isn't that a, a great way to go around something to be thankful for? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was not anticipating. I mean, I thought you were talking about snow angels. I mean, like, you know, just no, 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 snow no, no. stuff. You know, I never did it, though, but that's my, my young mind saying, I wish you'd quit knocking my papers off my desk, you know, with your ponytail. Um, and one, I gave that illustration a message, and several years later, a girl came up to me, and she said, Dave, I am going to cut my hair. I know this has been a dream of yours. It's in a ponytail. Here's a scissor. Let's go at it. <laughs> and, and, and so I did get to cut a ponytail off one day. And and that that brought great joy to my heart. Cherished memories. Yeah. So I mean, the simple things in life. I'm I'm joking in a way, but I think, you know, he, to even have gone to school. I mean, you can complain about desks that are right together and that kind of thing. To even have gone and had it paid for and that kind of thing as a kid. It, so many other countries, you don't do that. You don't do that. You don't have a chance to go to school, and you don't. And even if you did, you had to be a certain class to go. Yeah. And you know, people in this country can go to school, grade school, kindergarten, first grade. They can do those things. And Jeff, you're not concerned right now about trying to find enough money for your child, children to go to school. That that thought never even crossed my mind. I've got a kid in 4K, and I was, you know, it's just, it's it's assumed. Yeah. You just go, call it entitled, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I didn't even think twice about what if I have to you know, take a second job or mortgage my house again. I mean, that's never a question for me. We work with uh, orphans and stuff in India and, and they need to get the money to go. I mean, they don't, they don't go until they have the money and it's X amount a month. And if you don't have it, you don't go the next month. Hmm. There are things in this country that are totally different. I know people are trying to get, you know, cheaper college and healthcare and that kind of thing. And, you know, even healthcare, when you think about it, yes, it's a, it's a pain. But when I was in Africa, Jeff, everybody I met when I was over there this many years ago, they were suffering from death in their family from Ebola or somebody in their family had AIDS. Hmm. The discussion was not about health care. There was none. Yeah. There were no doctors. There were no hospitals. There was no medicine. We live in a country where we have hospitals, doctors, and medicines. So what we're doing is being malcontent about health insurance. This doesn't exist in a third world country. Even in the process, and by the way, I've gone through a real mess in health insurance, so I know what I'm talking about in this. But even as I went through it, I was very calm because I was thinking, this is such a first world thing. I am thankful that we have doctors and hospitals and x-ray machines and MRI machines and people that know how to do heart surgery and liver surgery. I mean, I'm thankful we live in this day and we live in a country that has it. Now, paying for it is another issue that we'll have to deal with, but I'm thankful it's there. And yeah, let's keep working at making it so that it works better for everybody. But uh, until then, I don't think we should complain about it. You know, I, I brought up Moses in Exodus 33. And Dave, we've been talking in kind of a roundabout sense, but relationships 
are probably some of the big key to the pain that's felt around this time of year. And we've had people that write in and, and share stories with us through the years and people that have lost loved ones, uh, relationships that have ended that are, are hard to, to deal with. I mean, the level of grief that people feel at this time of year, it's very tangible. It's very real. When you look at our culture today, too, you see people that once were friends. We talked about this last week on the show that once we're friends and now, you know, for a variety of different reasons are not friends. And and so there's that. Some people that are at the table with you this Thanksgiving that you're, in essence, you're forced to be around the table with. Um, these are people that I would rather not be hanging out with. Let's be real. There's a lot of times we feel that at whether it's a Thanksgiving dinner or it's just a time gathering with friends, um, mutual friends, maybe people that you don't necessarily see eye to eye with, but you have to be there because it's expected in some way. We have all these different social quirks about us, but in reality, so did Moses. Moses in his day, he was leading about a million people out of Egypt. And there's a point in the story in Exodus 33 where he's at this place as a leader that I think sometimes we'll get to if you're a leader in any capacity. There's a point where you're probably not liked very much. And at this point in Moses' life, he wasn't liked very much. Uh, there were a lot of things that were going wrong. But God basically told him, you know, get up, go from here, go to the, the land that I've promised to your, your ancestors, and I'll provide everything to be there. I'll, I'll even send an angel to guide you, and you'll take out everybody that was in your way. And, and, and Moses, in, in his relationship with God, realized something that I think we wouldn't even think twice about in America. We would think, well you've just given me everything that I wanted. Like, that's all I want. And, and Moses, his reply wasn't, okay, I'll go. His reply, Dave, do you remember this? Yep. It was, if your presence isn't with me, don't let me leave this place without your presence. Yep. What a powerful statement. Do we, do we even think twice about that in this country of whether or not I have either God's presence or someone's presence? Usually it's just about the blessing, right? Right. Right. You know, I think so often we, we get lost in the idea of where our strength comes from and where our security comes from. We have often talked about the importance in life of significance and security. And when you understand that God Almighty, the one who created the heavens and the earth, is your father and he loves you, that is where your significance comes from. You come from being a child of his and your security comes from him as well then. Therefore, the most important thing that you want in your life is his presence. The thing that made Jesus uh, sweat drops of blood was the fact that he would be outside the presence of God for even a time. Hmm. That was the thing that bothered him the most. It wasn't the cross. Some people think, oh, he was thinking of the nails and he was thinking of that. No, indeed, the nails would be painful and indeed, the thorn of crowns would be painful. But that's not what really bothered him if you check that out. What really bothered him was he was going to be, remember on the cross, What was the statement of bother? Why have you forsaken me? Hmm. That was the statement of bother right there. Not why are they pounding nails in my hands? Why are they putting thorns in my head? Why are they they mocking me? You never heard that. You heard it was finished. And then you understood that the greatest beforehand, he sweat drops of blood over the fact that for the first time in history, he'd be separated from God. We need to talk more about that. What's interesting is if you've dealt with grief in your life, usually you're not really missing the negative things about the people that you've lost, that you've loved. What you miss is their presence 
And I think that's important to, to bring up. We'll talk about this when we come back here on the show. Join us on the Tweetback. Share your thoughts with us on Twitter tonight. Use the hashtag HNRTB. You can also shoot us an email at hope at hopenet360.com. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. This week, we're sitting down with Jeff, and he's going to talk to us about perspectives. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. (laughs) It's so fun to have names that are very familiar. That's right. Easy. (laughs) Jeff's a good friend. And you were on, actually, with us talking Mm -hmm. about this perspectives course last time you did it. Share a little bit about an overview of what perspectives is. The perspectives course is a 15-week college-level course on the world Christian movement. It was started back in the 1970s by a fellow named Ralph Winter, who started the U.S. Center for World Missions. And it was a way for all those wild college students who were just jumping up and down saying, I want to serve, I want to uh, forsake all and preach the gospel. But Ralph was saying, okay, guys, this is great, but there's some gaps in your thinking. We want you to understand some things. So he put together a curriculum for these people, and it became such a uh, popular thing that it's become a worldwide thing. Even uh, missionaries now are being told, go through this course as part of your training for going out onto the field. Hmm. It's theology, it's uh, the history of the movement, it's biographies, it's some of the cultural forces that are you're facing on the field, mm-hmm. and it's a way for you to think about strategies. How do you actually approach other people with the gospel? And it's not just a missions thing for those crazy wild-eyed people who really want to get out there into the edges of the gospel. It's something that is really affecting people here and now in Green Bay. And you can use these concepts for your own church and your own outreaches wherever it is. So a person signs up for the Perspectives course, 15 weeks. When does it start? Starting January 15th. It's a Sunday nights. 5 o'clock until 8 o'clock every Sunday night until May 7th. So this is just for people that are going to go into like missions or pastoral work? No, no, no. Uh, All the radio people have to realize I am shaking my head vigorously. (laughs) No, it is not just for missions people. This really should be thought of as almost basic discipleship because basic discipleship leads to missional thinking. Mm. It leads us to think about where the gospel is going. What is the purpose of our faith? It's not just to enjoy ourselves on a Sunday morning and say, isn't it great that I'm blessed? It's to be equipped so that we can go out into the world wherever God has us in the world and bring that gospel to other people so that, like it says in Matthew, is it 14? Uh, Jesus says this gospel will be preached to all nations, all ethnic groups, and then the end will come. It'd be nice to be a part of bringing that end soon. So the teachers, Mm -hmm. talk about some of the teachers that will be going through this curriculum. Okay, we have a great number of teachers available to us. They are former missionaries, they're current uh, administrators of Christian schools, there are professors, it's just a, a, a wide range of people, local people, international people, people we bring in from other parts of the United States, people who are from right here in town. Do you have to be part of a certain church or denomination to go through this course? No, that's the thing that's really exciting about this, because not only are you exposed to all these new ideas, you're exposed to all kinds of different denominations and different people, and you start realizing we're really on the same team. We might have a different stripe here, a different understanding of certain things, but when you're really coming together, you're finding that the church with a big C is really coming together in a pretty exciting way. Hmm. So it's not just a Presbyterian thing or a 
evangelical, Catholic, uh, Pentecostal thing. It's nothing like that. It's it's us together thinking about some pretty basic thoughts, pretty basic ideas to get ourselves equipped for for the work ahead. Tell us about a, a typical night. So they go Sunday nights, check it out, 5 to 8 p.m. What do you mm-hmm. expect? It starts when you kind of check in. We're going to be meeting at Christ Alone Church down in Alloway. You check in at 5 o'clock, and what you do, you drop off your homework. No kidding, there's homework. Oh, it, man. It's really, you're learning something, okay? It's actually kind of easy homework, but it's uh, in response to some readings that you have done before you actually get to the class. So 5 o'clock, you're checking in. There's a bit of uh, worship. Sometimes we sing to a video. Sometimes it's just to a tape. Sometimes it's actually a live person there just leading us in worship to kind of bring us down from the week and get us tuned into really what we're going to be doing for the rest of the night. Then our teacher comes up and they teach to us for about 40 or 50 minutes, kind of some deep, heady stuff based on whatever the topic is for the night. Then we break for a little bit of snack and refreshments because, you know, there ain't no meeting without eating. (laughs) And after that, it's another 40 or 50 minutes of teaching. So you're really getting some big ideas. And some people might think, oh, boy, that is a lot of stuff. What am I doing that? It's Sunday night. I'm supposed to be relaxing. But I'm telling you, there are so many engaging new ideas there that you're thinking two hours went by. Hmm. You want two or three more after that, and you're just ready to go. Then you're released, and for the rest of the week, you're doing readings for the next week. You check in the next week new teachers for a new topic, and you just keep doing that for 15 weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, Jeff. How can people learn about this Perspectives course and to sign up? Perspectives.org. Everything you need to know about the classes out there. It can show you what the uh, classes are for each week. It can show you how to register for the Green Bay class. And there's even a couple uh, short videos out there so you can see what other people have thought about and what they've done and how they've experienced the class. Perspectives.org. Jeff Hollenbeck, Perspectives Course. Check out Perspectives.org for more information and to sign up. Thanks for coming on the show tonight, Jeff. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show, Jeff. DW wrapping things up with you tonight here on HopeNet Radio, but this conversation will continue on Twitter this week. So as you're listening, whether it's live or on the podcast, we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. Use that hashtag HNRTB anytime on Twitter. And we'll get it, we'll retweet it, we'll mention you maybe through the week, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on this whole topic of thankfulness. And uh, Dave, lots of different ideas, lots of things we're talking about even in the break of just how how to best wrap up this show. You know, you have the story of Moses, who was more concerned about God's presence than he was about God's blessing. So often in our first world culture, we're thinking, you know, man, there are so many things, I can't wait until Friday because I get to do some things that I don't normally get to do. I probably get to spend some cash that I may or may not have, but I I want the stuff. I'm all about the stuff. Isn't it funny that we get confused with what we're actually thankful for here in America? And I'm as guilty as anybody else is. I'm as guilty, you know, with looking at the stuff that I have or that I don't have and think, oh, if I just had this, you know, it doesn't have to be a minivan or a Lexus. It could just be a package of Twizzlers or just something random like, I don't know, some tools, whatever. Uh, there are some things that we get mixed up in our life, thinking that they're going to bring us happiness or joy. And even what Moses, even what God himself offered to Moses in Exodus 33 was a good thing. 
He was, God was saying, look, I'll give you an angel. Uh, you can go from here to the promised land that I promised to you. I'll make sure there's nobody standing in your way. It was like, if there was never a clear picture of where you'd want to be, the stuff that you want to have in place before you just take a million people with you, that would be it. Yeah. But Moses, in his leadership, in his understanding, I, I think in his heart of hearts, he knew that there was something more powerful, more profound, something that he could not live without, and that was having God's presence with him in his life. And Dave, as we enter into this Thanksgiving week, we're in Thanksgiving season, how powerful is it to focus on God's presence versus his blessing? Well, I tell you, the, the most important things in life are relational. I've said it so often. And if your relationships right now are being strained, I would encourage you to use Thanksgiving time to try and regroup and, and reorganize and recommit yourself to those relationships. And in that, one of the things that every human being longs for is how God made us. He longs for us to enjoy others and be enjoyed. In other words, I very much want my children to enjoy being with their dad. I very much want my wife to enjoy being with me. I very much know that they want me to enjoy them. And I know that God wants me to enjoy him. Those are relational things. And I would suggest that if you are truly enjoying God and enjoying your spouse or your family members, you will have a wonderful Thanksgiving because you have chosen to put your emphasis where it belongs. And anything that robs you of that, I would start looking at and trying to get away from, at least for a little bit. You know, our country, sometimes we we focus on uh, campaign slogans like Make America Great Again. Maybe we need to look at what made America great in the first place. You know, there were people that, that wanted to love God and have a place where they could do it, and they started a country where we could do that. And not only that, we set aside a day a year as a country to say, let's pause. Let's pause and refocus on the things of this life that we should be thankful on, because we get so busy in this country. And, I, and I'm hoping that on Thanksgiving that it becomes more than just about a big bird and, and, and watching, you know, football games. And I, I hope it becomes a time where you can pause, where you can just stop for a little bit and, and say, what is it that in this country that, that I'm really thankful for, that God has given us, this promised land that God's given us? What is it that I can truly be thankful for? And if the list starts with Alexis or something like that, you may need to review what's important. Because the truth is, the most important thing that we can be thankful for is that God loves us and that his mercy is available to us that we can be in his family. If you're confused at all about a relationship with God, I I just encourage you, go to hopenet360.com and click on the live coaches and talk to somebody and say, I'm just confused about this relationship with God that can bring this peace and thankfulness and I'd like to talk about it. There are people that are waiting to talk to you because that's the first step. Likewise, if you have a a strange relationship in, in a strange relationship with somebody, would you this season uh, just go to them and say, you know what, I don't want to stay estranged from you. Can we talk about what we need to do to fix this? And, and, and look for ways to mend bridges, to make bridges, and, instead of tear them down. It may not work, I understand that. But I think we need to do everything in our power to make sure that the relationships in our lives are where they should be. Because next Thanksgiving, there could be an empty chair. You don't know that. We don't know what is ahead for anybody. And, and while people are here, we want to make sure that we spend time with them and enjoy them. In order to do that, we need to be, you know, genuinely concerned for their lives and, and their successes. 
and stop focusing so much on our own selves and, and what we get out of it. So I'm thankful that we live in a country, and I wish all stores would close completely on Thanksgiving, by the way, but I'm thankful we live in a country where we could pause and, and be reminded to be thankful. And I just encourage our listeners to do that, please. And don't let anything stop them from doing that. Don't let even the hard things of life stop you from doing that. Mm. Focus on the things that we can be thankful for. Because even if you're in a hospital today, because I've been there, you could be thankful that there's nurses there to take care of you on that day, mm. that there's machines there that, that can feed you certain things and whatever. There's a lot you can look at and be thankful for. And I encourage you to start doing that at, and, and retrain your brain to do that. Dave, for those that are feeling a, a tremendous sense of loss right now or maybe are battling through some real debilitating illness, what would you say to them in this Thanksgiving season? I, I would say, first of all, realize that relationships do that. That when you feel a tremendous loss in a relationship, you know, what you need to do is remember that the relationship was precious and that you had it for the time period you had it. It'd be like, you know, some young ladies I've talked to don't want to get in a relationship because they don't want to get hurt again. And, and I guarantee them, being married 35 years, if my wife dies first, I'm going to be in pain. But I would be in such agony if I never had those 35 years. Mm. Great relationships bring great pain. When you have pain, smile a little bit and say thank you for the relationship because it brought such great pain. Have that perspective of just expressing your thanks. Thank God for the different things in your life that maybe you've taken for granted. Thank God for his presence. Maybe that's something new for you this week that you're thinking about, okay, what does that mean? I, You know, maybe I've just been wanting God's blessings. Maybe I've just been wanting the stuff in my life. And I've realized that has not brought me pleasure. It's not brought me happiness. That's lasting. That's true. That can withstand every life storm. And now I'm, I'm seeking something more. I would encourage you to be like Moses in Exodus 33. Go ahead, read that story, find out his perspective, because he had something that I think so many of us are looking for, and yet we can't find it in this world. God's presence is much more powerful than his blessing ever will be. And so I want to encourage you with that as we go into our Thanksgiving week, think on those things. Find a way to make the most of this. It might be a difficult week for you. You know what? You can still be thankful. That's all for us here on the show this week. You can find the show notes and download these and past episodes for free by subscribing to our podcast at hopenet360.com slash podcast. Our live Twitter chat, the tweetback is going 24-7 at hopenet360.com or by using the hashtag HNRTB. You can also follow HopeNet360 on social media using at HopeNet Radio handle on just about every social media platform. Just visit hopenet360.com slash connect. From all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 